Do you share our obsession with everything skincare? On the Seasonal Skin Collective podcast, we will do a deep dive into the world of skincare, health, and wellness. My name is Allison, and I am the founder of Seasonal Skin Collective, a seasonal skincare box focused on clean, ethically made products that are tailored to what the skin craves with the arrival of each new season. Join us bi-weekly for tips and tricks from industry experts, inspiring words and advice from brand founders, and guidance on how to maximize your health and wellness from the inside out. Learn something new, discover amazing brands, and get ready for many great skin days ahead. Even when we can't see it, so the UVB is more something that we see in the sun. That's kind of like that bright sunshine that we feel on the skin. The UVA is oftentimes undetected. Even when you're sitting in the shade, you're getting UVA rays. So there's a level of protection that's needed year round. Even when you're inside, there's still rays that are getting it. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Seasonal Skin Collective podcast. I am joined today by Sarah Maxwell, medical esthetician and owner of Max and Well. Today, Sarah is going to share with us some of her must-dos for summer skincare. Sarah, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Absolutely. Well, you know, I'm always excited to talk about skin, so we'll, <laughs> we'll have a good day. Talk for hours. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. So first of all, um, let's just uh, learn a little bit more about you. Um, What drove you into the skincare industry and how did you get started? Yeah. So I've been in the industry, I guess, for about seven years now. I started when I was quite young. Um, I grew up working for my dad and he flips houses and my parents invest in real estate. So my entire life was real estate, which I love real estate, but it got really it was really hard for me as like a 15 year old to want to wake up on a Saturday and build homes with my father. So he told me, okay, well, you have to have a job. And I saw that he was an entrepreneur and I always liked that he, you know, if he wanted to stop at 2 p.m. one day and go to the lake, he could. I always admired that about my my parents being entrepreneurs. They were on their own schedule. So they're like, well, you better start a business or start working for McDonald's. Um, and I don't know why McDonald's is my only other option in their mind. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was like McDonald's or bust. <laughs> Anyways, I was like, okay, great. Well, I love beauty. I had horrible acne growing up and a skin picking disorder called dermatillomania. So just to make my acne worse, I would pick it to make things in my mind. It was like a mental thing. It was, it was very relieving, but it made things a hundred times worse. So scarring and acne. And so I really loved skincare. And my mom was like, well, why don't you just go get certified right now? Just go take night classes. I was like, I didn't even know you could do that as like a 16 year old, but I did. And then I, so I finished my licensing in like a year or so and started working out of my parents upstairs. I built a little salon, worked through high school. And then after that, I was able to go on and get my medical aesthetics in Saskatchewan and came back and worked at a med spa. And that's actually where I met Allie and then started Max and Well. And that's my own skincare company. Well, not skincare, I don't do products, but I do treatments and I've been doing that for a little over a year and a half. For sure. That's awesome. Well, yeah, that's uh, that you definitely started your journey young, which is really cool that you knew from age 16 that this is what you want to get into. And then now here you are still following that. So obviously you had your head in the right place at an early age. Yeah, there's no better industry. I love it. 
I agree. And I could go on and on, as you know. <laughs> so today we want to pick your brain a little bit. Um, with summer approaching, we know we need to modify our skincare routine a little bit. Are there any products um, for summer that we should for sure drop or what should we add? Okay. So this is a good question. I find in the summertime, I'm fine with people staying on their retinols um, and their acids. So their AHA and BHA is so long as their skin is quite adapt to it. So if I have a client who's using a really high dosage of retinol and their skin is accustomed to it, they can, they can continue to do that. They probably won't do it on weekends where they're going to hike for, you know, 10 hours the next day. They'll probably um, skip their retinol the night before. Those are the only ingredients. Anything that's sun sensitizing is something that I would take you off of during the summer. So if you've never started a retinol and you come to me, let's say in July, and you've never started a retinol before, we're going to start on a pretty low dose. And that's just because it does make you a little bit sensitive to the sun sometimes. But that's really the only thing that I'm looking out for as far as summer goes. Chemical peels, retinols, microneedling, as far as treatments go, we do have to be a little more careful with sun exposure. But something to add in would be, of course, your SPF, you're wearing that year-round, a vitamin C. If you're not using it year-round, definitely in the summer. And something like a niacinamide, which is a great way to brighten the skin without being sun-sensitizing. So niacinamide is a great way to treat inflammation and redness and um, create a, a stronger barrier without having to compromise the skin at all. So those are a few things to add in if you're looking for something to add in the summer. Taking away anything that would be a little bit harsh if you feel like it's um, stripping your skin, take it away because the sun's only going to make you more sensitive. Something that you can use year round, but is especially nice in summer is a facial mist. Love the facial mist. Maybe you could talk a little bit about why they're beneficial because sometimes they kind of appear as if they're not really doing anything because it's right. so light and refreshing. But what is even, some of the benefits? Yeah, even that in and of itself being light and refreshing is a huge benefit because mm -hmm. heat in the skin, first of all, it's uncomfortable. Melasma is triggered by heat, but something as simple as a cooling mask throughout the, now that we're wearing masks, like mm -hmm. something like that, just to give your skin a refresh is a huge benefit because it is really easy just to carry a mist around with you. And let's say you work at the hospital and you're wearing all the PPE, all the gear just to take a break. If I have a client who has a facial mist, they say that that's one of the best parts of their day. Take off all the PPA, give yourself a refresher. You're going to feel more hydrated because most facial mists are formulated to be quite hydrating and quite calming and soothing. So, and it's something that you can apply over top of your sunscreen. So you're continually adding in that little bit of hydration throughout the day to keep yourself or your skin feeling good. And I think that's a huge benefit, regardless of even just the actual beneficial ingredients in there, which oftentimes, you know, they have hyaluronic acid, they have panthenol, they have some sort of algae extract or soothing ingredients, soothing botanicals. Like there's so many different things that are, it depends obviously what you're using mm -hmm. that can be so beneficial and feel so, so good. Perk up your skin midday and not have it mess up your makeup and your routine. Like it's just Absolutely. a little additive. I find the more I spray, the better my makeup looks. Ooh. Because <laughs> you're just starting to kind of, it all melts together, right? It starts to look more mm -hmm. natural. Um, not that we're wearing much makeup now, but no. the and, <laughs> and if but, we are, it's from like the eyeballs, just, yeah. like, just eyeballs, <laughs> exactly. but it really does. 
look like a beautiful setting spray. So, so many benefits. I just love a facial mist. Can't wait to try more. And you mentioned melasma being triggered by heat. You know, that is one thing that I have noticed as I've aged. Another great thing, like, you know, it just felt like I've started to get my acne under control at 30, knock on wood, because I don't trust it. But now I'm getting melasma. I'm like, if, like, is it there's always got to be something? But um, I always just connected it to straight sun exposure. But uh, you mentioned how much heat can play a role in that. Yeah, so melasma and sun damage are actually quite different. And I think that they are very, um, they get confused because they look very similar. But melasma actually is more of a hormonal response from inside the body. So sometimes you will get it during or after pregnancy is very common. And that's Mm -hmm. called pregnancy mask. And it sometimes goes away and sometimes doesn't. But what triggers it or brings it? um, So sometimes, let's say in December, it'll be at bay and it'll be quite light but come July it starts to get really really prominent and my clients will tell me but I'm wearing a hat I'm wearing sunscreen I'm staying indoors I'm doing all these things but even just something as simple as heat will trigger that melasma to activate so hot yoga internal inflammation and that can come from foods that you're eating that can come from stress so raising cortisol levels it can come from actual heat from the outdoors. So let's say you're doing all the right things, even just that hot environment can trigger or uh, make the melasma seem more prominent. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's super interesting. And I think it's something that a lot of people don't know. They just assume, oh my gosh, I'm not taking care of my skin. I'm not doing the right things. I'm getting so much sun damage, but sometimes Mm -hmm. it's very internal. Skincare is so, so holistic. It's insane. And it's not until you start to really um, educate yourself on things like that, that it comes from so much deeper. And yeah, to have melasma be a little bit out of a person's control because it can be coming from within. And there's so many different factors to address with skincare, whether it be for acne or aging or um, anything that you have to look inside yourself to see what other factors are contributing. And um, when I think when we were growing up, we were just taught, okay, well, you have acne, put a bunch of harsh chemicals on your face. Okay, well, you're aging, um, you know, get a facelift. (laughs) So there is never as much in-depth information out there about how you can start the process from within. And it's, it's really interesting once you get into it to know how much that all connects. Oh, I agree. It's something that you can never stop learning about because there's always something more. But it's super, yeah, you're right. It's super interesting. And I love I love learning about it. Right. And I think, you know, our generation is so ahead of the game with learning about skincare. And first of all, our generation wears sunscreen. So that's number yeah. one that our parents can't say they were vigilant yeah. with. Yeah. So we're ahead of the game already. And I, I, you know what, like our kids and the generations after that, they're going to be just skin geniuses. They're not going to age at all. I'm so jealous. Oh, 100%. <laughs> when I have kids, it's going to be a completely different story because I never got that <laughs> growing up. Exactly. Yeah. yeah no, we, so. In the era of like baby oil and tanning beds. Just, just say no. I can't even yeah. believe that was a thing. I know. And, and like, yeah, the, the tin foil, like laying out with a thing, of tin foil and oil. <laughs> <laughs> that is not taught anymore. That's not what our moms are going to teach us anymore. So that's exciting and there's good changes happening in the skincare industry and even over just overall um self-care health and wellness industry because I think they all come hand in hand so some good shifts happening yeah I am I'm loving the movement of 
kind of breaking down self-care and addressing it more as something that is crucial to your mental health and your overall well-being and not just the fluffy bubble bath and glass of wine or whatever it is. People are becoming more aware that self-care is much more than that. And it can be anything that suits you. Yeah. Super different for everyone, right? And I even say if I have someone who comes in with a skin condition, let's say like acne, which is can be very, very internal. As we know, we hear the term hormonal acne all of the time. I'm actually excited for them because they're going to learn so much about themselves because there's so many different aspects of acne. So you're learning about mindset, you're learning about foods, you're learning about stress levels, sleep, skincare, you're kind of going on this journey of self-love, trying to heal acne. Um, It's actually a really beautiful thing. And you learn a lot about your body and you learn a lot about how your digestive system functions and how your hormones play a role and how you feel and your energy levels and how this all can affect your skin, which is ultimately a window to what's going on inside. And I think that's pretty dang cool. 100%. That's very well said. And this is the reason why you should always seek professional advice. Go to your medical estheticians, go to your dermatologist and learn about what the root cause is. It can go so much deeper and somebody who is trained in the industry can tell you other reasons as to why, right? So for that to be at our fingertips now, to have people that we can turn to, to look for those causes and help through that journey. Because yeah, battling any skin condition is so hard from your mental health. It is so difficult to deal with having skin problems and just to know you have someone that you can go to to help you through it. It's it's important. Yep. And there's no sense doing it alone. Not at this point. There's so many resources. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And especially because doing a lot of times you're doing it alone, you just <laughs> overdo everything and try everything. And then all of a sudden you've angered the skin beyond repair. And then then you're really in a pickle. <laughs> you need to start over. From you're scratch. just going down a hundred different rabbit holes. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's just going to take you more time. It's going to cost you more money. Just go see someone who can actually analyze your specific skin, talk about your specific lifestyle and go from there. Exactly. So a little bit more on SPF. I'm, and we know, and you know that I know that SPF is the number one skincare product to utilize year round. It's the hero. Um, But can you remind us why it's so important every day, all day, anytime it's light outside? Absolutely. So yeah, I get this all the time. Clients will be like, yeah, I do wear SPF in July and August, which if you're from here, you know, that's the only time we see the sun. (laughs) Regardless of what day it is, if it's raining, if it's snowing, if it's an apocalypse, we're still wearing our SPF because there's still UVA rays. There's, so there's UVB, there's UVA. So there's different, um, basically radiation, UV radiation going on, even when we can't see it. So the UVB is more of something that we see in the sun. That's kind of like that, that bright sunshine that we feel on the skin. The UVA is oftentimes undetected. Even when you're sitting in the shade, you're getting UVA rays. So there's a level of protection that's needed year round, even when you're inside or sitting, um, you know, sitting by a window, working at an office, like there is still UV radiation that's getting you. There's still rays that are getting you. So that's why protection is important year round. The sun is one of the biggest things, one of the most prominent concerns 
for premature aging is sun exposure. 90% of of what we know studies have found to cause aging is the sun which is crazy to me because it seems like such a, um, you, like it is such a vital part of our lives that I'm not going to say, Oh, don't go in the sun. We still need the sun to live. That's such a vital function of our life, but let's protect ourselves as best as possible so that we can age more gracefully, not age at all. Cause that's not going to happen. You can't stay 17 forever, but to age gracefully and to have a healthy skin for a lifetime, I think is a really beautiful aspiration. There's so many different things. If you're not, if you're having trouble wearing your sunscreen every single day, find a different sunscreen. There are so many different ones. You will fall in love with one. You'll fall in love with the formulation and it won't be an issue to wear it. That's true. If there are certain ingredients that you would have your clients look for in a sunscreen, I know different ones uh, work for different people. What are some of the main ingredients that you find are best for protection? It depends if you have a client or a person who wants chemical versus like a physical or mineral. So if I have someone who's scared of like a chemical sunscreen, which I'm not, but there is, you know, that fear, then we're looking for zinc and we're looking for um, more of like your mineral physical types. But there it's hard to say because everyone's very different. But for example, not to get super into ingredient lists, but I like a sunscreen that's formulated with like a hyaluronic acid. I like it to be quite hydrating. So I like the zinc and the zinc oxide. I like that, but I like it with like a hyaluronic acid or some ceramides. I like it to be quite creamy for my skin, Right. right? So I can't do a super physical sunscreen because for me, it gets quite chalky. That's personal preference. I have clients who absolutely adore, and I have sunscreens that are completely mineral based and clients adore them much more than they would a chemical sunscreen. So I think it really comes down to finding what you like. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So it is definitely about um, preference as long as, I mean, sunscreen in general, you need to have one, find one that suits you and keep trying one until you find one. That's basically the many different ones. And there's going to be different active ingredients in a lot of different sunscreens. Mm-hmm. Don't get overwhelmed by it. Find one that you like, one that sits well with you, right? And use it every day. Awesome. Yeah, that is good advice. Sunscreen, everyone, all the time, every day. And if you want to laugh, go to Sarah's Instagram and track down the reel she made about giving fake bad skincare advice <laughs> in front of her husband. I I laughed so loud at that one. It just it <laughs> cracked me up. <laughs> he knows what's what's the truth here. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the facts. And uh, another thing that I wanted to chat with you about was some treatments in the clinic are better suited for for the months that you're not in the sun. But what are some of the things that you can do at home and in the clinic during the summer that you don't have to worry too much about avoiding um, exposure right after? There's, there's things that we can still do to give ourselves a pick-me-up treatment that isn't something that we have to kind of dance around the sun with. Yeah. So treatments to avoid in clinic, um, microneedling, more advanced chemical peels, sometimes dermaplaning, depending on what you're doing afterwards. And then, of course, any lasers, IPL, uh, laser hair removal, things like that. Now, it's not that those treatments aren't still done, but they are done on a client who can book it sensibly. So it's not that it's not doable, but it has to be very 
uh, intentional when it's booked. So those are a few treatments that are in clinic that we do. I do less of during summer months just because of sun exposure. Now, as far as at home goes, my very favorite thing to add in. And I honestly, if I have a client who's like, what can I do? What can I add as a pick me up? I will always go for a really good face mask because not only is it like a really fun experience, a luxurious experience, but you at this point, there's so many amazing face masks on the market that actually make a pretty good difference in the skin or can actually treat a condition or help um, more so than I think they did in the past when we only had access to like the clean and clear and the Neutrogena face masks where they were more so just alcohol. I find we actually have some really eloquent formulas on the market that can actually make a big difference and feel amazing. Even if it's just a hydrating sheet mask or something of that sort, Mm -hmm. it can be such a fun way to, you know, like you said, have a pick me up. I love a good face mask. Absolutely. And I mean, you're right. There's so many on the market, whether it be um, the powder, powder mask that you mix with water, but then you don't have to just mix it with water. You can mix it with some of your hydrating toners or honey or aloe and you can throw them in the fridge if you have a sheet mask and on a summer day like how nice would that feel a cooling sheet mask and there is there's so many different masks on the market and like you said they become very advanced and very targeted to actual concerns and and you can see a difference it's not not your run-of-the-mill drugstore mask anymore like you can really find something that suits every skin type any time of year oh yes and combine it with a cold stone. So combine it with a cold gua sha or a jade stone or, you know, even just icing. Like there are so many different things that you can do um, that way that feel amazing over a sheet mask or on, on, you know, your skin alone. But you do have to be more careful with a straight up ice cube. But with a jade roller to depuff and, and with gua sha, lymphatic drainage, like there's so many different things you can do um, in that aspect, which are amazing for summer as well. Absolutely. Give us all the skin tools. And I love putting my jade roller in the fridge and and using it on its own that way after a serum or, but yeah, now next time I do a sheet mask, I'm definitely going to take that tip and it will change your life. I I believe it. (laughs) I will just sit on the couch with a sheet mask that came out of the fridge and my jade roller that also came out of the fridge. And I will just sit on the couch and roll. And I kid you not, it's one of the most luxurious experiences that I've ever, I can ever give myself, like talk about self-love. But then on top of that, the actual sheet mask is really beneficial because I know the ingredients are amazing. No, that's for sure. Any of those that I can try any day of the week, you know, I, if I could mask every single day, I know I'm not really supposed to, but I guess I could just switch it up every single day. Well, there's so many different kinds, right? And you can go with clay masks. You can go with um, medicated masks if you're treating more skin conditions, hydrating masks, or even like your aloe-based masks, so your jelly, lightweight, hydrating kinds. Oh, amazing. Love it. If you could give just three key pieces of advice for getting your skin through the summer, if you had to put it in the most simple terms, what would you say to, to your clients? Protect wear your SPF, hydrate, because oftentimes, and even though there's more water in the air in the summer, you oftentimes will dry yourself out just because of heat and sunburns. Hopefully we're not getting sunburns, but if you do, so protect, renew, so hydrate, add your mists or your hyaluronic acid serums or uh, your peptide serums, things like that. Add hydration in and at night, regenerate. So still using 
something to treat, which could be your retinol, could be an alpha hydroxy acid, could be a face mask, could be, you know, it might look different for each person. So you're really going through a system of protecting, renewing, and treating. Perfect. That is all the time we have for today. But Sarah, thank you so much for being here and educating us on how to maximize our summer skin health. Lots of tips and tricks that we can take home and utilize all summer. You don't have to give up your treatments that you're using throughout the year and you don't have to give up visits to the clinic. It's just about being a little more mindful of what you're using, when you're using it, what you're booking. So yeah, we've got lots to take home from today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. Anytime. And you know, I could sit here and talk about skin with you for hours and hours and hours, but we'll just have to do another episode. Yes, we will. I'm looking (laughs) forward to it. And that is it for our show today. Thank you for joining us. We will see you next time on the Seasonal Skin Collective podcast.